you are the podcast master. Here we go again with another podcast. It's episode three, I think, of 10 podcasts in 10 days, live from Las Vegas, the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. If you are coming to Vegas, make sure you stop by the Las Vegas Convention Center. We do this at the Rural Cloth booth. If you don't get up in time or maybe you had a late night, and uh, you don't make it over to Cowboy Christmas, make sure you come see us at the Mirage. That's right. Rodeo Vegas, the official after party of the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. Myself, Del Brisby, we're hosting every single night. So come say hey to us um, 10 nights in a row in Las Vegas. This episode of this podcast, I'm going to be short, sweet, to the point on the opening of this. You might already be following this guy on social media. A lot of people are. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also going to talk about how he got his name, Chicho Nation. Uh, I'm talking about my buddy Josiah Zapata. You probably know him as Chicho Nation. Uh, he's buddies with Del Brisby. He's a rodeo announcer. There's just so much more to the man than what you see on social media and so we get a chance to sit down and chat it up and you know what that's all that can really be said about this episode so i think we're better suited to just dive right into it so here it is my conversation with the one the only chicho nation i don't care what you wear to a national finals after party i don't care i don't i I do not care wow I mean, not you specifically. I mean, anybody how do you else? Really feel, bruh? Come on, man! Don't don't leave me hanging and act like we weren't just having the same conversation. Okay, so you're talking about. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. You're talking about like some of the, some of the gals and guys that go dress looking like. No, we're talking about your girlfriend, my girlfriend, oh, and how yeah. they uh, they have to have enough time to get ready because it's a national finals rodeo. I mean, it's a rodeo. Oh yeah, just I, like every other one in the country. But so I this got, one you have to dress up for. Yeah, so I got I got in trouble. Wouldn't say in trouble, but I got there was some the words in there that started with like, I don't have enough time to get dressed. And I'm gonna go over there smelling like a goat, and everybody's gonna. I'm like, who's smelling you besides me? Smelling like a goat? Yeah. What the hell did you do during the day to smell like a goat? I don't know. Kelsey Kelsey is very vocal in. Letting me know when things when she's not dressed or I don't give her enough time to get dressed. Um, but I feel like everybody here, like, there's a fine balance. This is NFR daytime activities 101. Yeah. You've got to find a balance between shopping all day, having enough time to get ready to go to the rodeo or a watch party because apparently you have to dress up for both. And then getting so drunk that you know you're going to sleep till noon the next day, <laughs> and then find time to fit everything in your schedule. In uh, you sound like you've got you've had some experience. No, with I I honestly I get somebody spilt a drink in my in my truck. What day not day one? Yep, yeah. That's a good way to ruin the next nine days. It was a very earthy, citrusy cranberry vodka smell in 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 the floor. It was like in, coming from the floorboard. It was a it was an earthy, very cranberry. Kind of, I mean, it was bad. It was so, really well. Bad. I mean, I don't know because the way you're describing it, it don't sound that bad. It smells better than than like my vehicle after I've been leaving the gym all sweaty for a week. Kind of smelled like just kind of smelled like Brad's feet after a long day of setting up equipment. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, let's get into a, a little reality. Yeah. Some of the things. Oh well. 
a lot of people know you from announcing. A lot of people know you from social media. A lot of people yeah. know you from you know probably teaching Dale Brisby everything he's ever known. Yeah. Like how did like how did it get so crazy so fast? Because Dale is like the most. He is smart enough to like fly and land uh, the space shuttle and land and land something on the moon. Like he is intelligent. Like the guy is brilliantly so. He's just smart. talking about Del Brisby, by the way. Yeah. Um, he really and is. dumb at the same time. Right. Well, <laughs> you would know better <laughs> than I, but like he really is an intelligent guy. Um, and I think a lot of people just see uh, the exterior. They see the long hair, the beard, the, the keeping it 90 and the, the catchphrases. And they don't realize, like, how intelligent. And honestly, like, it, it's it's funny because you hear so many people that think he's not really a cowboy. Yeah. No, he is. funny to me. He, like, the guy will drag him to the fire. That guy can ride bucking horses. He can ride bulls. He can pick up. He can. He, I honestly believe that. There's a little bit of bullfighter in him that yeah. really, really, really. Uh, he is, wants to. He wants to. When JB was getting on in tennis shoes, you saw him wanting to reach in there and grab one by the by the nose. Well, you know, um, I think Dale told Weston Ratakasaki, I mean Weston Ratowski, <laughs> um, he needed to quit riding bulls and start fighting bulls. Yeah, yeah. So, so like he's very talented and. But 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 the real like real talk everybody for real like um he would sit down and really look up when Facebook first came out I think 2013 and I think 20 uh 2013 2014 and and figured out Facebook figured out the platform and then Instagram came around and then Snapchat and just started to build um it was it was brand and and understood how to post and um, what to do and and how to do it and and did it um, stayed up till his hustle his hustle legitimately um, was I would call it there was he was on the, he was a member of the no sleep team <laughs> well I, I like I told Joe Frost earlier this week I didn't want his podcast to be about Lane because everybody asked him about that and and you know you and I just walking around people want to come up they want to take pictures and everything but then they'll ask you you know where's Dale I don't want this to be a Dale Brisby podcast I want this to be a a Josiah podcast actually because a lot of people like a lot of people just call you Cheech yeah where 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 did that come from so I lived in San Angelo and um no, I, I grew up I grew up on a ranch when I would come to town nobody in town I didn't know any town kids I didn't know I didn't know anybody I was from the country like when I'm talking about I would legitimately ride um, I would ride a young horse to the bus stop tie him up there was a there was a water trough right next there I would tie him um, and leave a bucket of water right there and get on and then go to go, go to school seriously yeah yeah if I didn't get bucked off before school it was it was I was doing good. Yeah. You said, uh, like you're going to be one of those parents that say, "I used to ride my horse uphill <laughs> in the snow, no Very shoes cliche, on." Say, but I'm going to be like, I'm going to really not tell him that, and I'm just be like, "Okay, yeah. now you're starting to sound like me talking about my relationship and how how it started." Uh, because you said a really cool little story, but you didn't answer my question. What? What? Where? What? Where did the the Cheech thing come from? My best friend Nick Coates called me Cheech. 
Okay. Was he Jeez. Chong? No, no, he wasn't. But it just nobody could say my name, Josiah. So yeah, Cheech stuck. He said he and I and 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 I quote. He said Nick Coates said I'm going to put Cheech on your uh, on your on your headstone if you ever if you ever kick the bucket. Really? Yeah. And I said, No, you're not. I said, I don't like that name. And he says, Too bad. You're going to have it forever, the rest of your life. That's it's crazy because like that's how Came people know you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's funny because like when I go home, I have a different name too. A lot of people at home call me by my middle name. Yeah. Uh, which, what is it? It's it's uh, the name between Matt and West. It doesn't matter. Like, like L part. Yeah, the L part. Like, you, it doesn't matter. Um, but let's talk a little bit about how you. No, got, let's no, go back. No, let's talk about how you got involved in Western sports. Period. Because um, I remember the first time that I heard about you or saw you. Was I think it was Rump's fault, wasn't it? Yes, it was Rump's fault. Um, Rump actually, um, he had. I think he had kind of thought this up in his twisted little building model airplane, right, says right, the right. little ferry, right? And um, he came and told Boyd. Uh, I knew. I found out about this later on. He came and he said, "Hey, Cheech, airplanes were meant to fly, and air hangers are meant to put airplanes inside." And you're an airplane, and you're going to fly tonight. And I had no idea what he was talking about, and I went and sat down. <laughs> like the whole uh, pure country. Ah, uh, something about trees and roots and following your – yeah, okay. Yeah, I yeah, a little Grandma Ivy deal. And so I was sitting there minding my own business. Thank you for getting that. Yeah. And he said – he told Boyd, he said, hey, I have somebody that can do your job better than you. And um, he said, I'll never forget, uh, he said – yeah, where's Cheech at? And I was sitting there. I wasn't really eating popcorn, but I was kind of like going through Facebook, watching the perf, whatever. And all of a sudden, he asked for Cheech, and I was like, it's like lightning bolt hit me. Like I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, here we go. Now it's And, and it was in front of my home crowd. So um, I walked out there, and Boyd handed me the microphone, and he was laughing. He was like, yeah, right, right? And so... Um, I got the microphone and right in the middle of the tie-down roping, um, I started announcing the tie-down roping like Boyd Polhamus. Give me just yeah. a little taste. Listen, Matt. Okay, we've got 30 seconds to start this rodeo. And if you're not ready in 30 seconds, Brandon Bates, you also got 30 seconds to get over here, okay? We're going to open up this rodeo right now. This is not exactly how I plan on my Matt West podcast debut going <laughs> as because I've never been on this show, and this is the first time. This is not. Which is funny because we're doing this in his booth. Yeah. I've begged him every day, but he's just so busy. We can You can come sit down. Here, li- listen. You're, no, no, we've. we've we, hey, we've got that plan. We've got that. That's going to happen. That's going to be an awesome uh, But it's crazy because I remember all of a sudden, like, Hearing this guy, and we didn't know each other at the time, and I heard that, and I was like, holy shit. He sounds more yeah. like Boyd than Boyd does. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and you know what? It's like a muscle. If you don't use it, you lose it, you know? Well, you know, you know, Cheech. That's right. Every night we head down to the South Point for the buckle presentation. Okay, Randy. I had, yeah. I had, I, yeah, it was pretty weak today, but I, I feel like announcers all have people that have these – uh, what's it called? Where you you try to sound like them? Impersonation. Impersonation. Yeah, yeah. that shows you how intelligent I am. You're I got an smart. education from Oklahoma part of the time. Um, 
Look at Joe Frost out there signing autographs. That young lady there just he said, hey, I heard you on the Matt West Now podcast. Can I get your picture? I think that's – no. Uh, so, anyways, were you announcing rodeos before that? Yes. Okay. So how long had you been behind a mic? Um, I'd been behind the microphone legitimately probably um, – I started when I was 20 years old, okay? Um, I announced my very first rodeo at San Angelo at the Spur Arena. Then I went, um, I went to Florida, and I, had, I worked at the River Ranch, okay? Bob Tallman and, and a guy by the name of Guy Hawkins, um, he called Bobby T. Bobby T called Leroy Mason down in Florida, and he said, hey, listen, um, and the late Chad Nicholson, um, mm-hmm. he, yeah. he, knew, he knew Leroy Mason, and so he said, hey, I'm going to send a guy down there. Uh, he's from Texas. Um, I want you to give him a shot. Leroy Mason, this is a true story. Um, he didn't give me a chance. I was 20 years old. He didn't give me a chance. I worked on, that, I worked on the river ranch uh, legitimately riding horses for them, and um, I was building fence when my first, the first rodeo that I was supposed to announce, I was stretching a, 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 an H-brace um, and a fence to that H-brace. And, I, and he wouldn't give me a chance. Dr. Daniels actually called me and got me hooked up with a contractor down in South Florida at Okeechobee. And by the time I left Florida, I had um, I had six rodeos. But it was something you wanted to do. Absolutely. Why? Because I absolutely was a big fan of. I am a big fan of. Was rodeo. there anybody in particular? I mean, obviously, we know that like you know you you can do the Boyd impression and everything. Yeah. But but who was it? I mean, was there a certain guy that like? piqued your interest and you said i want to do that i grew up steer roping okay i grew up steer roping and i loved watching bucking horses but steer roping and team roping was always a big part of my life and so um i was i i loved i i like i said i i've rode horses all of my life even up until till this day like i would that's that was my deal i love the way um i was a big fan of the horse i was a big fan of roping but i was just a big fan of traveling and I, and I loved I loved traveling I loved going to the different venues and I loved every aspect of rodeo yeah. my grandpa was a cowboy my uncles were cowboys and so cowboy was a it was just a thing it was just it was it was uh, it's what it's what lit my fire it's yeah. what made me passionate about something it's funny because I always tell the story that I, I did not want to be an announcer I didn't want any part of talking in public I was super shy and everything and I yeah. got forced into it but growing up I, I was always going to the lazy arena I was all always going to Coffeeville Kansas or you know Claremore Oklahoma and I would always hear Clem McSpadden so I grew up listening to in my opinion, you know, one of if not the greatest storytellers in the history of rodeo, and and I always distinctly remember knowing that voice and knowing that I was going to learn, you know, something and I was going to hear stories and I was I was just going to enjoy it. And I think subconsciously in the back of my mind that seed was being planted that, yeah, uh, you know, no. that's that's something I'm paying attention to and don't know why. I was 13 years old in Sonora, Texas during the Bad Company days, and um, I remember listening to Boyd open a rodeo. Yeah, and I was 13, and I said, "That's what I want to do." Yeah, that's what I, that's what I want to do. Yeah, and then and then years later, 
you know, started to. It's crazy because I think that like guys like Boyd and Bob, they they have so many people that will say that exact same story. They're like, I heard him open a rodeo here, and it changed. Like I decided I wanted to do that. I think it's perspective too because you you listen to really a lot of iconic guys. Yeah, uh, I would say Hadley. I would say Clemmick Spadden. Um, you know, there's a lot. There's just so many guys that have paved the way. Now, the ones that would make rodeos that rodeo, mm-hmm. it was a voice that made that rodeo that particular rodeo. Yeah. And 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 I think that um, when you're a kid, you don't you you just know it is that, and 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 you wanna you wanna like figure out how to pave your own way. Does it make you mad? That people will stop Brad Narducci and call him Cheech. Can I punch you in the face now or, or like later? It's like, it's funny because like in years <laughs> past, I'd be walking down the aisle with one of you, and and somebody inevitably would come up and think you were the other person. It's it's just funny to me. I really think it's funny because people will stop him in the in the in the airport, or they'll stop me somewhere, and they'd be like, "Hey, Brad, how's it going? What you been doing?" I'm like, oh, "I'm just mixing music." Just hanging out in Montana, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just staying by the fire. Yeah, sitting by the fire. And I, you know what? I love Brad to death, but I'm going to take my time to trash him just for a second, okay? Please do take all the time you want. There's a lot of people that want to drop kick Brad, um, but at the same time, like hug him at like I want to punch him and hug him at the same time. I, I get it. You know when he hits you in the face with a pillow? Yeah. How I, I trust me. I tried to. I tried to punch him. And you know, like he's just one of those guys that can talk himself into and out of. No matter how bad the situation is, yeah. he's going to leave smelling like roses. Yes. Uh, there, there's people in this world that just they could fall into a pile of shit and come out smelling like a rose garden. You know what's funny about Brad too is he and I could probably wear the same clothes, except Brad. Let's face it. Okay, I'm going to have to put on about another 25 pounds. Okay. And that hair that he's got. Yeah, you're gonna have to stop washing your hair. You're gonna have to let it grow out. Why? Why does they? Why do they allow that? I don't Is know. There a rule? Can I be honest with you? I Tell think it's kind of cool. Like I wish I could grow a full on mullet. I really wish I could grow. He looks like La Bamba gone really, really wrong. Well, that's exactly what happened in that movie. It was really, really bad. Like Chavez, Chavez went ahead and swallowed and got stung by a bunch of bees. Um, you never competed. In rodeo, yeah, oh uh, yeah, team roping. Just te- okay. Yep. Uh, sorry. No, you're good. Team roping, yeah. but in that part of Texas, everybody team ropes. It's a staple. If you don't rope, if you don't do something with a rope, you're either you're you're an outcast. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. What's wrong? You ain't with no you? cowboy. You ain't no cowboy. Basically, uh, yeah. When when you uh, when you started seeing this social media thing kind of take off. Like, what's the first thing that goes through your mind? Do you, do you start thinking about, okay, I need to do this? Or I feel like you're one of the few people that are like, you know what? I'm just going to keep, I'm going to do this. I'm not even going to really think about it too much. So I am one of the stupid, smart people in the world that I only am good at a few things. Yeah. I was, a, I, w- I really am, like, for real, uh, I was a terrible student. But I knew, I knew I was a very terrible student. Um, but I knew what social media was going to do for businesses and I knew what it was going to do for personal brand because I had studied Google and I had studied what Google was doing for business. You know, like for instance, 
I knew at a very young age in Yellow Pages why there was AAA. Right, right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Same thing. I knew that social media was going to be the one of the most important things in our society um, when it first hit. I knew that podcasts were going to be huge and kind of take over the media space, and I kept dragging my feet and waiting years, and then we finally did one, and it's been... Even even though I was kind of late to the party, it's been one of the best experiences ever. I think that you figured it out. Even still, like you weren't late to the party. You were. You, you know what? I'll be. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you this, and I'll give your listeners this too. And, and to anybody else that's starting something, like you weren't early and you weren't late. You just had to figure out what your lane was and how you wanted to deliver what you well, wanted to what you wanted to give as value. And I think most people that listen to this know me well enough to know that like I just didn't want to half-ass it, and I didn't want to put something out there and, and and turn people off right away. I wanted it to be good. I wanted the quality to be good. I wanted to. I wanted. To, I don't like going into things not knowing what I'm doing. Yeah, I can shoot from the hip, but I kind of like to have a little plan sometimes. And I've got somebody sitting across the table looking at me like, I wish you could have planned more time for me to get ready for tonight. But that's fine. You know, a lot of things in life like this, when I'm putting something out there, I want to have a plan. And so I took a little longer to make sure I had the right equipment and, and everything. And so I don't know. I feel like I wish more announcers would do that. I wish they would take the time to figure out what the hell they're doing before they just start trying to book rodeos. Uh, Sorry, yeah. was that my outside voice? No, that was um, was that was that like directed towards me? no, like <laughs> like do I flip the table right now? No. Like walk off like Axel in the nineties? No, 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 present no, you're company right. excluded. And if you're, you're listening to this podcast, you're excluded too, just because I appreciate you listening. <laughs> I, you know what though, Matt? Here's no, here's another thing. This is where I'm very real at. If you have the talent and you're not doing it, shame on you. But there is a right way and a wrong way to do it. Right. And 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 I think. Bringing value, figuring out how to bring the other person value and bringing them more value than what you're asking is the like one of the biggest things. Because right now, whether they're laughing, whether they're listening, whether they're, I don't care how they are. You know what? I, I told a kid last night, I said, don't, don't BS me. He wants to start a podcast. I said, how much YouTube are you listening? How much YouTube are you watching? He says, I've been binge watching a lot of YouTube. He wanted to make money on YouTube, so start creating content. That's just what I told him. Stop binge watching and start doing. Yeah, and that's I, I have a bad problem with like I'll have ideas and then I'll get so sidetracked because I have these ideas, but then again because I am somewhat of a perfectionist, I want them to be good. Yep. Um, I, I drag my feet and then I end up not doing certain things. So just do it. Like if you got if you got things in your mind, just do it. Yeah, and you know what, Matt? I'm I am like going to brag on you a little bit. Cheech? Oh my gosh! I left here last year a bachelor, and now, and you and I we had the conversation almost exactly from a year from like uh, like 365 days pass, and we come back and we got girlfriends. What the crap? Is we going did. On? We we're in an Uber having like a, a relatively adult conversation yep. talking about relationships and. You know the lifestyle that we have, as you know, yeah, you know, traveling and all that stuff, and then I'll be damned if two uh, good-looking guys. I'm going to cut you off there. Go ahead. No, I, I was going to. Nope, actually, I was going to say if two beautiful young ladies didn't slide in the DMs and start chasing us, yeah. and, and you know, I I got to a point in my life, Cheech, where 
And and you've seen those older horses that have put up a fight for years, and then finally they just drop their head. I have finally gotten to a point in my life where I said, you know what? The next one that walks through the door is the yeah. winner. Ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. You're Let's, a good, gentle, using pony. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So, All of a sudden, I'm, I'm bomb-proof. But you know what? Honestly, though. I'm also going to get kicked out of the house. It's okay. It's all right. You can come stay at my house, um, I, uh, and, and it'll be okay. But you know what? I, I am going to brag on you, though. You don't get, and I, this is the first time that I'm probably going to say this word, and the last time that I'll probably say this. You nervous. are so awesome to me and a, and a whole bunch of other people because you don't give a shit what anybody <laughs> thinks. Like, I you don't, don't care. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I feel like it's 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 kind of gotten me. At least they there's, don't. A, there's a fine line. And this is something that, like, you know, I I used to go beg Clint McSpadden and Justin McKee and, and Boyd and Bob and Brandon Bates, obviously. I'd beg those guys for advice, and, and they'd all give me certain things. And now it's like I tell people there's a fine line between caring and not giving a shit. And you, I, I feel like you have to have a perfect balance between the two. You have to care about what you do. Yeah. But when you're done, you have to not dwell on it, not give a shit. You know, just and and as far as what you're talking about, like that's I think that's what's wrong with society. People worry too much about what everybody else thinks instead of you know what you're doing with your day and dwelling. Yeah. Dwelling, I feel that dwelling is the one of the other like I and I'll and I'm going to pitch start in on this for just a second. It is um, dwelling is probably one of the worst things that um, not. I also I had to I was I had to stop dwelling on things like before I could like I seen other people. I'm like, why is this person like like why is this person really really feeling like he sucks at life when he really doesn't? Right, and he's worried about his brother. Yeah, stealing eight dollars from him or 80, 80 like I don't care if it's eighty thousand or eight dollars. Like, what are you gonna do about it? Like, stop. Like, bro, call him and tell him, hey man, you know what? I understand. I, I still love you, but I, I'm I'm not really wor-. like. Once you figure out how that poison right there is out of you, life gets really really badass. Do people ever come to you and go, man, you got a really good voice? Like, you ever think about singing? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that the shit? Yeah. This is so random. It's such a random conversation. But, like, I I, I get it out here a lot. Um, oh, you know, I love your voice. Do you sing, too? Do you auctioneer? Yeah. You're, are you an auctioneer? I get that one, too. Yeah, Joe Frost was auctioneer uh, yesterday on the podcast. but And he's actually pretty decent. There's a lot of things about Joe Frost people don't know. Chicken farmer himself. Chicken farmer. Yeah. So what was your, what? Okay. In rodeo, in rodeo. Aside, now, now, what is your favorite event? Like, what is your favorite Man, event? Man, that's so hard. I mean, obviously, I'm a huge bull riding fan. It's 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 so tough because when Cody and Fred were here at the national finals, yep. tie-down roping was yep. the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love watching the Ed Bowers. I love watching... Those guys, the Moss, those guys that are so good on, on the Bronx. Um, yeah. If you put Casey Field in a bareback riding, I would watch Casey Field ride 15 horses a night. I think he's that. It's pretty awesome. You know, you know I, yeah. I enjoy that so much. But I'm reminded how much I love bull riding 
at the PBR finals this year because of the race that those guys gave us. Yeah. It, it it sparked a new hey, and I tell people this all the time. I'm the biggest bull riding fan in the world. But what happened with those guys this season completely re-energized my fandom. Like, I cannot wait until New York City for the PBR season to start. I love I love watching the NFR, and I love watching rodeo. But, like, I'm, I'm at the core. I cannot wait till New York City. Right. Yeah. You? I, I'm a big fan of – so I'm a big fan of the horse, but I, I'm a timed event guy. I love the tie-down rope. That's what you do. Yeah. I, I love the tie-down rope, and I love watching. You know, last year, man, it was really, really awesome because I went to Trevor's retirement party. Yeah. And then, the, like, that night, he had come in. Like, you couldn't have asked. And, and, and I live down the road from Trevor, and I, I have not asked him this and because I've been on eggshells about it. That guy came in there. The same thing. The same thing. Kind of basically rudimentary to what happened uh, within the bull riding, but you couldn't ask for a better way to uh, uh, to retire. Yeah. Then 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 go out on top. Yeah, man. You, you know. Um, and so I think that that to to me is like that dude did it. Like he is, you know, one of the great. You know, one of the greats in that. But I am. I'm. I'm a fan of, of the timed event. You know what's cool, and you're very similar in this. You know, you, you mentioned Trevor Brazil. I'm still such a fan that. If Trevor walks by or goes out of his way to come say hi, you know, I see Ty Murray on the weekends. He'll come over and say, those guys that go out of your way, the fact that I can call Cody Lambert a friend, it's still, like, I still feel like a little kid at Absolutely. times when, when that happens. And, you know, I, I'll i say it right here, he, he, class acts. Just class acts. Yeah. Yeah, which is different in our sport and our industry than – I'm not saying there's not a lot of class, classy athletes in other sports, but I think as a whole, we're pretty fortunate. Yeah, and, you know, I am very, very deeply reminded, you know, like because I'll, sometimes I'll go over to Trevor's house and we'll ride some horses and I'll ask Trevor, hey, Trev, why did you do this or how do you do that? Or, or like, and he will take the time and, and you know, even Clint and, you know, like Cliff being there at Fit and Wise, Oh my gosh, he's an animal. Cliff Cooper's an animal. I asked him the other day, "Hey Cliff, what it, like if I'm going to lift this right here like because I, I am going to go into, you know, like in two fit and wise to work out, but I'm not going to get on Cliff's program right away. I'm no, you I'll can't. die." Yeah. But, absolutely. But I asked him and and those guys just take the time out of their day. Yeah. Just just to help you. Well, like, and, and that's get better. I I feel like that's our duty. That's that's all of our duty as as humans is to help pass any kind of a knowledge any kind of knowledge we can accumulate in this lifetime it's our responsibility to hand that down and pass it to the next generation 100 percent. you know what i'm responsible for now is the creepy guy that's standing in front of the booth brett maddox is a creeper (laughs) my i i I have hey real quick shout out to american hats hey american hat company you know brett maddox I legitimately am going to do a vlog, and I'm going to set up a desk. He doesn't know this yet, but I'm going to put my desk in front of his desk and sit there for a day. Um, but, but real quick, before I forget, because I am so ADD, I am, uh, I am going to, to tell you one of my responsibilities now. I will walk through a Walmart parking lot. Anthony, Lucia, Matt Merritt, and you have made me a responsible Walmart parking lot associate volunteer. 
volunteer associate. Yeah, there you go. I will put the baskets in the basket holder. And if somebody, leave, if I see somebody leaving it out, I'm like, hey, you need to put that back up, you bunch <laughs> of lazy, no good. Like We saw, hey, you know, in that podcast, it all stemmed from me saying so many lazy people at Walmart. Well, yeah. let me tell you something. Just because things are more expensive at Target don't mean there's not lazy people at Target, too. I know. We went to Target the other night, and, and I sat and watched a guy because I thought he was just going to – and she can back me up. I thought he was just going to leave it in the middle of a handicapped parking space, yep. and I was waiting to run across the parking lot and you just weren't. grab him by his. You were going to football coach him. I was. I was going to. I was going to mean dad him. I was going to make him wish that his dad was there, finding out that he had just got detention at school or whatever. This is a grown ass man, but <laughs> I was ready. Like I was ready to just pounce on him and give him every reason in the world why he should feel inferior. Because he left, you know what? In a handicapped spot. Like, that's a new level of Dude, shit bag, all right? You're a terrible person. Like, if you... If, if I, I see you care, shaking a person in a in a, in a handy, I'll shake Dossie Cribs, but like... I don't, I don't care if it's cold. I don't care if it's snowing. If you're a big enough shit bag to leave your shopping cart in a handicapped parking spot, wow. you deserve to get punched in the belt. Get it all out. Uh, yeah, Can we right. get an amen? Hallelujah. I, everybody knows I get on these rants every once in a while. That one that one had me fuming. Hey, but I, I will say, I will say this. I legitimately, from the Texas Farm Bureau, have an insurance claim because I do have a dent in the side of my brand new pickup. Okay? I have a dent in my door because of a loose. I watched it. I, wa- I watched it happen in San Angelo. They're at, they're at the gym. You can see outside. I watched this cart go across the parking lot and run into my truck. So, I mean, obviously that cart started somewhere. There was somebody on the other end of it. Did you it see him? It was the lazy shitbag that you said. It, one of those. And it, I mean, did you get a hold of him? Like, I don't, I don't, knock on wood, I haven't been in one of those situations. Like, do you go find the guy? Do you tell him? Like, how does that work? So, I have temper tantrums every once in a while. You know what I did? Good word. That's a word we need yeah. to bring back and temper use tantrum? more. Is temper tantrum. Yeah, I just I, I'm gonna get her a shirt that says I'm in the middle of a temper tantrum. I don't have enough time to get ready. I'm yeah. gonna go back smelling like a smoke. Anyway, her pointing at her watch. I flipped the I flipped the basket over. Okay, I just flipped it. I just I went over there so mad, and I just overturned the basket and kicked it and walked off. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't care. Like I it, like. If I get that mad, you should just watch. Yeah, and, and I, I, I get frustrated and I get irritated and and I joke about it. But I would, I would never really approach anybody for their ignorance. What's, unless, unless I will say this, I will. If somebody leaves one in a handicap spot, I'm going, and we're having a very lengthy discussion. Okay, so it is close to Christmas time. I have gotten a fight in a parking lot, legit fist fight. <laughs> This dude threw a beer can at my mom. Okay, yeah. That that was bad. And it was at a Walmart and I um I picked it up and I told him the beer I was more mad at the beer that he flung and the and the beer got on my truck. Like it was it splattered on there and um I told him that he was going to clean my truck off. Hey, you mentioned it's 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 almost Christmas time. We're yep. getting into the holiday spirit. Yeah. Spirit spirit I you know, it's almost Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, what does a guy like you want for Christmas? Oh man, what do I want? I you what know, would what would ten year old Cheech want for Christmas? 
a Gibson Les Paul with a Marshall stack. Really? Yeah. You and, uh, fancy yourself a guitar player? I feel like sometimes I I'm like I'm like Mick Mars or Slash. Yeah. And I want to get on the roof sometimes and just have a guitar solo. And like I feel like the wind blowing through my hair and I, I don't know. Do you that, play guitar? I used to, but I I haven't in a long time. I don't play guitar anymore. You but used I do to, know like I, how long ago? Um probably probably like like Eight years ago, since up, oh, up, so up. it's it's been a minute. It's been a minute, yeah. I uh, I tried to learn a guitar when I was younger, and I learned just enough chords to make me mad because I couldn't do a whole lot with them. I loved I loved the instrument only because I'm a big '80s rock and roll fan, right? And um, I I just wanted to be able to like like there was one thing they asked me in school one time what I wanted to be when I grew up and the and the and the and the dumb cheat she was like. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a um, I'm gonna be a guitarist in a rock in a rock band, like who says that? Like <laughs> guy that just walked by us has a pretty decent career, doing everything we're talking about right now. I didn't I didn't I didn't see him. Doesn't matter. Who was I, uh, it? Doesn't matter. Uh, it was, who was pretty it? De- pretty pretty decent talent in the uh, country was? music industry. Uh, oh, you're gonna keep it quiet? Yeah, well, they oh. call him the king. Oh, I mean, I don't yeah. know who calls him the king, but I've seen him. You know what? I I have seen him, and I've seen him like three or four times, like walking around, like at ropings, and and like going in and out of places. But you know what? We've never talked. We've never just. You know what? Got, I got I met him backstage at the South Point one night. I just met him backstage in the center at the South Point. Like, no, it's been West. it's been years ago, and, and yeah. I had no idea. Really? Yep. Because he had a beard. No, no, he had a ball cap on. He was there. Yeah. He was backstage with the Coopers. Yeah. Had a uh, a ball cap on, pulled down, and it was dark back there, you know, back uh, backstage where they do their little yeah. show. Uh, honestly, it didn't dawn on me. It didn't register till quite a while after that Yeah, I had a George Strait encounter. Who's the biggest celebrity you've ever, like, ran into? Because there's a bunch of them running around out here in Vegas. Okay. Um, what the dude... Um, I can't remember. I was his gonna name. say, obviously, he's a big Grey's Anatomy. The, the 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 oh Doc, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Pickens, yes. Jim. Is it Jim? He had a bunch of horses. Such a nice guy. He yeah, he brought some horses um, to a place one time, and he was actually actually him and Jamie Foxx were going to. I was I was there a little early. I was picking up a horse, and he had showed up, and they had introduced me to him, and um, he was the nicest guy. Like he made me feel like. Well, he's a cowboy. Yeah, like uh, the I mean, dude was like so like. I was floored. I was like that. This dude is, he's on. That's that's who you're talking. I I guarantee you're talking about Jim Pickens. There you go. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what character he plays, but I've met him several times out here. He's always very very pleasant to be around. That's the biggest celebrity encounter you've and ever Reba. had. Reba. Really? Yes. Where'd you see Reba? I met Reba in Fort Worth, at the Stockyards. Nice. Nice. She was she her and her sister yep. were Susie? walking. Yes. I think Susie's the greatest singer I've Sings ever heard. National anthem I, I think anomaly. The, the greatest singer I've ever heard. I think as much as I love Reba, I think Susie's the uh the most talented one of the family. I I met both of them. I met actually and you know where I met Susie um backstage um in twenty seventeen um again uh there at Live with Lucia. Oh, really? Yeah, back by, yeah, they're in the green room. 
Um, you ever had an awkward encounter where you were the celebrity? <laughs> has, there, has, there, has there been one of those weird moments where it's like, uh, and it just makes you feel uncomfortable? Uh, yeah, that happens quite often. <laughs> that happens quite often. You know, because I don't know what sometimes, sometimes I don't know what people are going to ask. Right. And then when they ask you something and you don't know what to say back, um, like when I say you don't know what to say back, that question is so awkward. You don't, you're like, what are you looking for? Like, what, what are you reaching what answer, for? Yeah, yeah. What answer are you looking for? You know, um, I, uh, I think, so, so what size are your jeans or like, what? Yeah, like I've had like some guy like, what kind of jeans you wearing? And uh, or, you know, like, what's your favorite? See, that's an easy qu- that's an easy answer for me. I yeah. dare somebody ask me what kind of jeans I'm wearing because it's always Wrangler every I they were time. Making a fu- I thought they were making like a fat joke at me though. I was like, nobody, yeah. nobody would do that. Brad would. Brad would. Yeah, Brad. Okay, some people Stick would him do in that. Space. Some people um, would do that. If if you could be anything in the world right now, what would it be? Ooh, man. So I'll tell you one of my goals that I've not shared, and I'm going to share it right here. Bam, breaking news. In four years, I want to qualify for a Steer Open Finals. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to do that because, um, well, obviously, Father Time. Right. Um, but those guys are, they, you can be 56 years old and still, you know, like going. But I think, I think that's, that's not like, like, out of the question and it's obtainable but it's also like like hard to do like it's it's obtainable but it's difficult to do at the same time right. and I, and I loved I love to be challenged same yeah same I you you're a beast in the gym so you yeah you get it well are you talking to her cuz she's the beast bro in, in in a completely positive way she's a beast what about you what would you what do you th- what, I mean besides what you're doing oh uh, man you get to live your dream Pretty much every day. Yeah, I mean, well, what, I don't know. Like I said, I've I've encountered some changes in my goals as of late. Yeah. I, I've went like back more to, time for your girlfriend to get ready. <laughs> I've went back to old goals that I used to have that yeah. I kind of didn't think mattered anymore, and now I'm starting to find out that it it was more important to me. Like I'll yeah. be honest with you, I want to have more PBR finals buckles than anyone ever has. Like I want to be yeah. the guy that has more finals buckles in the PBR than anybody. And I know that Brandon Bates has uh, 18. So you said something that was very, very, I think, pretty awesome. Because you, not only, you you kind of host the, the viewing party there at the Mirage, but you have put your jackets in numerical order or in, in order in your closet. Yeah, they look good. Yeah. So you think that by the time you get done... You're gonna have twenty plus from PBR from the PBR finals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the hope. Um, I'm gonna work on number nine first. Okay. Well, actually, let's do the math. I think this was my tenth PB. This was my tenth PBR finals. Uh, I've got eight buckles because I, I did the ride pass deal the last two years. So um, we'll work on buckle number nine. We'll get back in the arena, which I don't think I've told anybody yet. Uh, we'll get back in the arena in 2020. We'll work on buckle number nine, and then we'll just see what happens after that. But, yeah, I mean, that's a realistic goal, or that's a goal. that I mean, I can be honest with you. That's something I want to do. That's awesome. My, my first goal was to do one of the Major League PBR events, and I had 
everybody, almost everybody, tell me that it would never happen and that I was wasting my time. And here we are. Uh, we're sitting on a decade of, of work in PBR finals. So don't let anybody tell you you can't do that Absolutely. shit. You know, like, that is a very, 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 like, I don't care. That's one of my most important things. My teachers told me that I was going to be a terrible person and a terrible, like, for real, yeah. like, school teachers were my, some of them, like, told me that life was going to be so difficult for me. Everything was just going to, like, be terrible. <laughs> they were wrong. They were. <laughs> yeah, I, you're not going to be able to do that. Why? What's one thing that um, that people don't know about you? Because you have a big social media presence. A lot of people, like, know you from social media and your Instagram stories and your Snapchat and all that. But what's something that people just absolutely don't know about you? Or they'd be surprised to learn. <laughs> I'm a mama's kid. I'm a mama's boy. See, no, that doesn't count because okay. that doesn't surprise me at all. Okay. Um, you know, then if if that's not a really a secret, I and, and I can I be very I'm going to be very very transparent and honest. Yep. My social media, whether it be Snapchat or Instagram or um um YouTube or TikTok, it's a hundred percent real me. Like there is nothing that. I, I, I'm a hundred percent authentic is for real. Like that's, that's it. There's no, there's, I have no secrets. I have none. No secrets. I don't have anything that, that like, I don't hide anything. Yeah. I which, don't, I don't, which I think that's, you know, that's something that a lot of people look for is transparency and being vulnerable and being yourself. Yeah. And I think that that has a deep rooted connection with people when they can see others just saying it's okay to be yourself when you're silly, when you're happy, when you're sad. You know, I, I think that people receive that very well. I feel that being real and being authentic is the is the number one key because because you know what, this is what's going to happen in social media, and I and I do see this fixing to happen. Social media ex- exposes who you really are, uh-huh. and I didn't want to be that guy on social media maybe portraying to be something that you're not and then when they really like get to meet you or they finally get to whatever you know what i mean like yeah. they're like that crap wasn't true at all that guy was full of shit i always hear don't meet the people you look up to don't meet your heroes i am a huge hulk hogan fan i have encountered that man multiple times and every time i've ever been around him he's been Everything I could hope for. Um, the same, like, you know, we're dropping names. So every time, the time I've met Garth, he was the same. Uh, everybody, like, I don't know. I just, I've been, I've been very fortunate and I understand that people have bad days, but I think yeah. that your interaction with somebody sometimes could be based on the way that you treat them. Yeah. Instead of how you view them. Something to think about. I like to treat others 10 times better than they treat me. That's just... Well, I wish you'd start doing that with us. So anyways, let's let's round this deal out. Um, if somebody's Whatever, living man. on a rock and they don't know how to follow you, they're not already on the on the bandwagon and part of the Chicho Nation, how do they find you? Just, just look up hashtag Chicho Nation. Go look up the Instagram. You can find it. TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat. It's all the same. There's nothing... I'm, I'm easy to find. And it's Chicho Nation. Yep. Chicho Nation. Spell it. 
C-H-E-E-C-H-O-N-A-T-I-O-N. Just making sure. Yeah. You thanks, passed. Ike. Appreciate you doing this, man. No, thank you for having let's, me. Uh, let's go spend some money before we go watch the rodeo. Okay. <laughs>